This is the Voice Overwork Podcast brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services. Today is Thursday, June 24th, 2021. On the podcast today, we'll take a little deeper look into a book introduced in a previous podcast with a chapter-by-chapter look at how to engage, connect, and captivate. Become the social presence you've always wanted to be. Small talk, meaningful communication, and deep connections. Written by Patrick King, narrated by Russell Newton. Chapter one, conversational landmines. Are you one of those people who hates small talk? When you think about it, what you might really hate is being bad at small talk. Learning how to chit-chat casually with people you're not very familiar with can seem difficult or boring if you don't know what you're doing. Yes, many people out there seem to be blessed with this social butterfly gene that allows them to easily slip into charming conversation with just about anyone. But if you're not one of those people, don't worry, you can learn. Becoming good at conversation is not something we usually think of as a skill to practice and master. But fortunately, just a little effort can make you far more confident, more approachable, and a much better listener. In this book, we'll be looking at how to prepare to be a good conversationalist, even before you open your mouth, how to get in the right frame of mind, how to engage meaningfully with others, as well as all the unspoken rules that make the difference between a dead-end conversation and you charming the socks off a person you met just two minutes ago. Before we dive in, however, let's take a closer look at what not to do. You don't want a conversation to fizzle into awkward silence, but you also don't want to try so hard that you make other people uncomfortable. Improving your conversation skills is not about being phony, manipulative, or desperate. It's the opposite, in fact. What to avoid? One, playing at being the cool guy. We all know what it looks like to be good with people, to be confident, relaxed, charming, and witty, to tell good stories and give compliments that have people eating out of the palm of your hand. Chapter 2. Get yourself right. There's more to conversation than thinking off the cuff and creating witty banter out of nothing at all. Very few of us are capable of doing that on a consistent basis. What's far more sustainable, easy, and practical is preparing for a conversation beforehand. This means almost front-loading what you're going to say, which has two benefits. One, you're ready and able to respond in conversations, and two, you're probably more comfortable because you feel prepared. But to be clear, you're not preparing for particular conversations like their job interviews. Rather, you're priming yourself to be able to shine in social exchanges in general. There's a distinct difference between the two. We've already seen that trying too hard to be the cool guy can have the opposite effect. Rather, being prepared is like turning up to an exercise class wearing trainers and sweatpants. You might not know exactly what exercise you'll be doing that day, but by being dressed appropriately, you're ready to respond more spontaneously to whatever happens. Good conversation is like that. You come prepared, but not necessarily with a script written in stone. 
don't worry about appearing forced or tackling the problem in a serious and overly formal way. Though it might seem counterintuitive, preparing well and making deliberate efforts to perform better in natural conversation can actually make you more spontaneous and relaxed. When you prepare for conversations, you'll find being witty much easier. So the first step to witty banter and small talk is to get ready psychologically so you're not caught with your pants down in meeting someone new. What exactly does this mean? Think about when you just wake up and your voice is gravelly and in Chapter 3, Set the Mood. Divulging. Remember the boring and annoying know-it-all? The technically correct person who brags or shows off? Good conversational chemistry is not made from fascinating facts or impressive feats. It's an emotional experience. People bond over how they feel in one another's company and not strictly on the content they exchange. Sharing more about yourself can make others like you more. The principle of self-disclosure involves disclosing information about yourself to make people more interested and emotionally invested in you. It can also make people feel closer to you and more open to sharing things about themselves in exchange. Sharing things about yourself works because it makes you become a real three-dimensional human they can relate to and feel familiar with. When you self-disclose, others will too, and that's where you really start to break through barriers. You've probably experienced this already. You might have been on casual acquaintance terms with someone, but one day you feel the relationship take a step forward somehow. Why? It's usually because one or both of you has taken a step to reveal themselves emotionally and to open up. The problem is, most people don't do this off the bat. Like in the first principle, you must make the first move and start disclosing things about yourself to encourage the other person to do so. Sadly, the responsibility to initiate likability again falls on you. Sharing more. Now, you may wonder just what to share. What kind of information should you impart? What information is TMI? Too much information, and hence, will make people not like... Chapter 4. Interact and Participate Fully Questions. An Underrated Superpower The physicist and theorist Heisenberg famously said, What we observe is not nature itself but nature exposed to our method of questioning. In the realm of conversation, we can take this to mean that what we see when we engage with other people is not how they really are, but how they look in relation to how we talk to them and the questions we pose. To put it bluntly, if you ask boring questions, you get boring answers. If you don't ask any questions, well, the person in front of you starts to look like nothing more than a blank. With all this focus on our own mindset, our preparedness, and our ability to set the mood, we can forget that we always have at hand a very effective technique for reaching others. Just ask them. Questions initiate and move conversations along particular paths. They give you some control and direction, they help you show interest, and they help you genuinely connect to and understand the person in front of you. In fact, Questions are so important that it's hard to imagine anyone getting far in conversations without them. 
Here, we'll focus on the emotional rather than informational impact of questions. You're not asking someone something because you literally don't know the answer and want them to tell you. That's what Google's for. In that sense, the answer can be important, sure, but it's not all that's important. Simply asking in the first place, and the way you ask, can also send a powerful message. This chapter is about participating fully in conversations, and the backbone of quality participation is to think like a scientist, like Heisenberg, and get curious. The first Chapter 5. Engagement In this chapter, we're going to be looking firstly at how to engage with people in conversations, and secondly, what to engage on. You've seen how important it is to get your own mindset sorted, to practice sharing, asking questions, and to avoid all those obstacles that get in the way of genuine connection. In reading the previous chapters, you might have assumed that human interaction boils down to lighthearted chat at the water cooler or lively conversations at the club. But what do you do when a co-worker bursts into tears at her desk? How do you react when your newly made friend confesses that they're actually battling alcoholism? Real life isn't all pickup lines and banter. Occasionally, small talk will include engaging with people on negative or difficult topics. This is why we'll look at another important concept for anyone that wants to get a real handle on small talk, validation. Validation is a kind of communication, and its purpose is to communicate acceptance. If you're nervous, introverted, or just out of practice when it comes to socializing, the main thing in your mind is probably how to get others to accept you. But learning to convey acceptance of other people is an important part of the puzzle, too. Perhaps a bigger part. Validation means that we perceive and acknowledge someone for who they are. Let's take a look now at a step-by-step -step detailed framework to follow when we want to provide validation. In reality, the six levels described above flow and blend into one another. There are different techniques, approaches, and skills associated with each that, again, will vary in their effectiveness, depending on the person you're talking to. Let's consider each in fine. Chapter 6. Light Speed. Humor and Misdirection. Whew. It's time to lighten things up, wouldn't you say? Let's turn our attention to the surprisingly versatile skills of humor, or its closely related cousin, misdirection. To put it simply, misdirection is when you say one thing and then proceed with an immediate opposite. For example, it's a secret, but let me tell you immediately. Or, that show's great, except for everyone in it. It's not rolling in the aisles funny, but it definitely captures attention and gives conversation a kind of light playfulness that most people will be happy to call wit. It seems confusing. But what you're doing is breaking a sentence into two parts. You're stating something in the first part, then contradicting it immediately in the second. People won't immediately be sure of what you mean, and part of the humor comes from this introduced confusion. You have both positive and negative, or vice versa, in the same sentence. The second part of the sentence is the element that people will react to, while the first part is typically the setup. The second is your true sentiment on the topic. 
This formula is the secret to the humor in such lines as George Jessel's, The human brain is a wonderful organ. It starts to work as soon as you're born and doesn't stop until you get to deliver a speech. Douglas Adams also used it when he said, I love deadlines. I like the whooshing sound they make as they fly by. Here's another example. I love dogs, but I hate seeing, hearing, or touching them. Or, this juice is awesome. Did it come from the garbage disposal? There's just such an appealing zing. This has been How to Engage, Connect, and Captivate. Become the social presence you've always wanted to be. Small talk, meaningful communication, and deep connections. Written by Patrick King. Narrated by Russell Newton. Copyright 2021 by Patrick King. Production copyright by Patrick King. Amazon.com has more information regarding the author and this book. Show notes and further information can be found at RussellEricNewton.com. With an eclectic collection of insights, knowledge, and trivia from some of the newest audiobooks on the market, this has been the Voice Over Work podcast, brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services.